David Stowe is a professor of religious studies at Michigan State University inside its fine College of Arts and Letters, and he's written a piece titled Christmas Isn't Always Holly Jolly, Even Some of Its Best Loved Songs Are Bittersweet, at theconversation.com, entitled A Blue Christmas Song Can Be a Comfort When Everyone Else Seems to Feel Joy, at latimes.com. And it's a pleasure to welcome Professor Stowe to MSU today to talk more about Christmas music. David, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. First, describe a little bit your research interests in general and, and kind of why you got interested in this topic. Well, I have been researching uh, music and religion for most of my career, and um, that goes way back now, about 20 plus years. So I've published a bunch of books on music. I'm especially interested in the study of religion through the experience of people. So what's called lived religion, not as much the sacred texts and the books, but how people make religion, how they experience it and, and act it out. So music, obviously, really important to that experience. I think it's a, a, a big part of why people stay connected to, to churches often is for the religious experience. And so in this season, I think we're all aware that religious music is never heard more often than during the holidays, right? Everywhere you go, you hear the familiar Christmas jingles, but also some of the, the hymns of Christmas that go back you know, hundreds of years, and now we don't even really think of them as particularly religious, but, you know, Joy to the World, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Silent Night, so forth, go go back, and, and they are actually hymns. So it's a great time to kind of think about how religion enters the experience, not just of religious people and Christians, but everyone in America who's kind of surrounded by this music. And I just want to tell people, Dave, joining in on our conversation before we proceed, this isn't two guys here to dump on Christmas music. We love it. David has just studied this and is going to offer a little bit of perspective. And like you say, you know, Christmas is automatically suppo- you know, supposed to be synonymous with joy. And it often right. is with songs like Joy to the World and Holly Jolly Christmas, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I, I love Christmas music, no question about it, from, from the traditional hymns to the, to the jingles and the more popular versions. So, yeah, no question. It's, it's great music. I think the fact that we start hearing it in some stores, like the day after Halloween, <laughs> is a little soon, a little bit problematic. And, and some of the versions that you do hear um, are, are maybe not ones that, that you would choose for uh you know, enrichment and and thinking about the meaning of the spirit of the holiday. But I, I love the music. I'm also kind of interested in the the double edged feeling of Christmas because on the one hand it is a holiday of of joy. I mean for a lot of people it's it's their favorite time of the year. But it also has a a, a different side. I mean for one thing almost everyone finds that there's just way too much to do. They're too busy finishing up work, finishing up school, traveling. You know, gift giving, choosing the right gift can be stressful. So there's a lot of stress having to do with the tempo of the season. And on the other hand, there are people who maybe aren't busy enough that that feel disconnected, Right. Um, During a time of year when when people are supposed to be enjoying their families, enjoying their 
you know, friends and loved ones, a lot of people are not really a part of that, especially with the kind of isolation that has come along with the pandemic. So it, it, it can be a, a difficult uh, time for those people. But I think for everyone, there's what I, I call a, a, a kind of brew of nostalgia and melancholy that I think is, is really characteristic of this season. So even if, even if you have family, even if you're surrounded by loved ones, there are inevitably people that are no longer in your life, right? We lose people, grandparents, parents, uh, you know, children grew, grow up and, and move away, live somewhere else. They can't come home anymore. So it's, it's really easy to feel dislocated at this time of year. And it's the time we, we think about the passage of time and really reflect on how we've changed, how the people around us have changed, may not exist anymore. And so I think the, the music sort of can capture that because music holds memories for people. I mean, as, as we know, aromas and music sort of <laughs> trigger memory like nothing else. And what about a song like Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas? That's what you're sort of getting at as one example, or maybe O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, our two you cite. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, uh, Blue Christmas is a, is a good example of someone, the, the, the sort of, uh, heartbreak of separation, a kind of romantic separation, you know, missing the loved one at Christmas. Um, o Come, O Come, Emmanuel, maybe uh, it captures a very different sense. I mean, that's the classic hymn of Advent, which for Christians is, is a big part of the holidays. It's the, the four-week lead-up to Christmas, and while there, there's some anticipation and excitement, it's also a period of self-reflection where Christians are encouraged to kind of reflect on faith in their lives, reflect on the mystery that is going to come along on December 25th, right? The, the birth of Jesus Christ, right? The Son of God, as Christians look at it. So it's a season of had a mystery and, and self-reflection. And I think Come, O Come, Emmanuel sort of captures that sense also of longing for a change in the world. I think that's also an emotion that people feel at this time of year when we're supposed to be feeling this kind of universal love and, and uh, you know, brotherhood, sisterhood. And yet we see everywhere we look in the world, there's war, there's conflict, there's, there's hatred. And you know, this longing for something different. And, you know, maybe it, it comes along in the 12 days of Christmas, but um, not for everybody. And David, you mentioned another all-time classic for me, the Charlie Brown Christmas special, Christmas Time is Here. What what do you say about that classic? Well, that, that's, I think for a lot of people, uh, that is one of the earliest memories of Christmas. I mean, I'm from that, that uh vintage that that grew up with that show and so i i basically know it by heart i don't have to see it anymore i can just picture one scene after another but i think it's so interesting it begins with that that beautiful um song with with the the subtle jazz feel it's it's a jazz waltz Christmas time is here. Happy 
but I, I think it's so interesting that it begins with uh, Charlie Brown talking with Linus about his depression. <laughs> you know, I'm depressed. You know, everyone else is so happy. And, uh, and I, I just can't get in the spirit. And so the first thing he does, they take him to see Lucy for, you know, for some psych, psych, uh, psychoanalytic counseling. And nickel in the cup, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, five cents, you know, she only charges five cents, and he, he gets about his money's worth out of the experience. But, but she does recommend that, you know, you need to get involved, Charlie Brown, and you, you should be directing uh, the, the Christmas pageant. And, of course, that doesn't work out so well for Charlie. But, you know, he comes, of, comes out of it in a good place. They do pull together by the end of it. And you talk about another all-time classic, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Very interesting stuff. I didn't realize the BBC had banned it. But talk about the evolution of that classic. I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. Well, it was written during the early, the, the darkest years of World War II. It was released, uh, recorded by Bing Crosby, so you could say it was kind of written for him, but not by him. So it came out in October of 1943. It really resonated immediately with listeners. It became one of the most requested songs um, for the duration of the war and probably long afterwards. But it's really a beautiful song of, of being displaced because it begins with the singer, you know, thinking about, um, you, you know, by the tree, presence on the tree, the uh, love light gleams. But then the last verse is kind of a killer. I'll be home for Christmas, but only in my dreams. So, yeah, obviously this is something that service people were experiencing all over the world during the, the years of war, but I think it also captures a sense that a lot of people have at other times, that, you know, I may not be where the love light gleams. I may not be surrounded by the loved ones that I would choose to, to spend my holidays with, but I'll be there in my dreams. Yeah, and it, it really is interesting that the BBC would decide to, to ban that song during the holidays, but, but they felt that it was a little bit too emotional, and it would you know, be a kind of trigger for too many people, too many military folks separated from their families, and it would actually hurt morale. So, um, you know, that's maybe some of that has to do with the stiff upper lip of, of the English, but I can, I can see it working that way. But, you know, it's been recorded uh, numerous times since then, some great versions after Bing Crosby's. Uh, you mentioned Harry Connick's uh, version. You love the Frank Sinatra. Yeah, the, the Sank Frank Sinatra where, you know, he's at his coolest. You can't really imagine him rushing home to be around the family you know he he seems like he's he's pretty happy just sort of out oh, with the rat pack yeah, yeah. out with the pack and then um the version by camilla which is is kind of interesting uh performed at the at the white house uh in a mariachi style
know, it's a, it's a, a, ta- a song that can adapt clearly to, you know, different different cultures. I guess I want to reassure people that if they're feeling this kind of ambivalence and these conflicted emotions around the holidays, that that is uh, natural and it's it's almost universal. There's good reasons for it. So hopefully people won't get themselves into a Charlie Brown-like funk over it, but just recognize, yeah, this is a season of year where we where we reflect and it's okay to be a little bit introspective and you know, I think we all need some time away from uh, the hurly-burly of, of family life and to, to think a, a little bit about the kind of world we live in and the part we can play in maybe helping create a better world. That's Michigan State University professor of religious studies David Stowe talking about a piece he wrote titled, Christmas Isn't Always Holly Jolly, Even Some of Its Best Loved Songs Are Bittersweet, at theconversation.com, entitled A Blue Christmas Song Can Be a Comfort When Everyone Else Seems to Feel Joy at latimes.com. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today. Oh.